1 Samuel chapter number 25. Uh, read two verses, verses 2 and 3, and then we'll just preach from the entire chapter. Just keep your Bible open because there's so much good stuff in this one chapter that we just can't let it go. But I want to show you a picture of it, and then it's a you and I this morning. So let us stand, 1 Samuel 25, verse number 2. It says, there was a man in Maon whose possessions were cam or camels, and the man was very great, and had 3,000 sheep and a 1,000 goats, and he, had, he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife was Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and of beautiful countenance, but the man was curlish, evil in his doings, and he was the house of Caleb. Let us pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord. Thank you for all your mercy and grace and love. We just ask you to touch us, lift us up, and encourage us today, Lord, that we can be what you've called us to be. Lord, like the song says, we don't want to be in, in your way, Lord, when you're working, Lord. But uh, just help us, Father. And we'll just praise you. And we'll just give you the honor in all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Like I said here in First Samuel, I usually can turn to it and find a message in it. God reveals some things to it. Like I said, the nuggets in life. If you need something, you always can go to 1 Samuel. And here in this uh, chapter 25, David is on this run. He has been anointed to fulfill the role of the king, but uh, he's in exile because Saul is the king, and he's running for his life. I wish I could read the whole chapter, but it's, it's a beautiful story about David, Abigail, and, and Nabal. But I, I, I won't take the time, but read this thing. But it, uh, this is the kind of story that Hollywood loves to get a hold of. It has all the elements of a great love story. It has the damsel, which is Abigail. It has the villain, which is Nabal then it has the hero, which is David. And there's a lot of things we could say about this, but I, I, it's such a wonderful picture of the church, of the world, and of the Savior. Such a wonderful picture. If you get a hold of it, it's such a wonderful picture of it. The Bible said in verse 3, there, there was this man named Nabal. He was a careless man, an evil man. It said that he had a, a wife that was beautiful and had understanding. I want to look at Nabal just for a little bit. I won't key on him the most, of, but I want to look at, at the, the, some of you can call him the beast. You can call him the beast. We see the, he, he's, the, he's a mean man. This man is just plain old mean. Have you ever met anybody just plain old mean? Mean to the wife, mean to the kids, mean at work. It's just people just plain old mean. Mean toward the family, mean towards each other, mean uh, to everybody that come in contact. This, this man was a mean man. The Bible uses a word to describe him that is curless. That means rude. Mean-spirited, cruel, hard, and difficult. And the Bible said in verse 3 that this evil, he's evil in his doings, 
his mindset, his business. He, he's the type of guy that's going to cheat you. He's a guy that you need to watch. In verse 17, it said, in verse 17 and verse 25, uh, he they, they calls in the son of Baal. That's another word for Satan. His servants call him the son of Satan. His wife even calls him the son of the Satan. She said, my husband is the devil. Now some of you wives could probably raise your hand today and say, yeah, I know exactly what they're talking about. This man is as wicked as the devil. The Bible said he's the son of Bilal and the son of Satan. He doesn't worship God. He doesn't believe in God. He doesn't go to the temple to worship. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't read the word of God. He serves Satan. He serves his own flesh today. There's a lot of people like that today. They're serving Satan. They're serving the flesh. They're serving the world. They don't care anything about God. He is rude. He is hateful. A child of the devil. He's a drunkard, the Bible said. In verse 36. And this is an everyday occurrence in this life for this guy. He's rude, he's hateful, and he's a child of the devil, and he's a drunkard. I can only imagine the messed up world that Abigail lives in. That's this woman has to put up on a regular basis. We, we see the, the message that was sent to uh, Nabal the beast. Verses 5 and 6. And David sent out a young, ten young men, and David said unto the young men, Get up to Carmel and to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And, and thus shall ye say to him that liveth in prosperity, Peace be both to thee, Peace to thy house, peace unto all thou hast. In spite of this man being the meanest man there is, and let me just say this, David and his 600 men were there in this Carmel, in this uh, uh, place that it was, and he was protecting Nabal's uh, investments. He was protecting, they were watching to make sure that nobody came in and took Nabal's sheep while they were doing shearing. And in spite of being mean, in spite of his nature, we find the king sends a message of peace to him. Imagine that as a wicked and godly man. And the king says, I give you peace. In spite of how, how abusive he is, how wicked he is, how drunk he is, the king says, peace to you. Peace be unto your house. Peace, peace, peace. Can I say I serve a king that doesn't matter how wicked you are, doesn't matter where you've been, doesn't matter what you've done, you, how many drunkards you are, or drunkards you are. I, I serve a God that says, uh, I give you peace. I give you the message of peace this morning. You're lost and undone this morning. You don't know Jesus Christ is your Savior. He's offering peace to you this morning. 
He gives you peace this morning. There's a Savior that will give you peace this morning. But you got to turn to Him. You got to turn to Him. He will give you peace if you repent and trust in Him this morning. The King offers peace. We see the message to this beast, Nabal. But there's the mistake of Nabal, verse number 9. And when David's young men came, they spake to Nabal according to all those words in the name of David and ceased. And Nabal answered David's servant and said, Who is David? <laughs> and who is the son of Jesse? There be many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my shears and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be? So David's young men turned their ways and went again and came and told him of all those things. The king sends a message of peace. And instead of saying, hey, I, I, I thank God for the message of peace. I thank God for the peace. Somebody's going to help me change my life. Somebody's going to get me out of the rut that I am. I'm in this pit. The king has sent me peace and he's going to help me get out of this. I mean, I've, I've been mean. I've been this. I've been done. I've been drunk and I'm wicked. I've done all these things. I've even shook my fist at God. And God is sending the message to me of peace. But instead of accepting what he said, he says, who is David? Who is David? I don't care about him. I'm a self-made man. This is my stuff. It belongs to me. I've worked hard for it. Nobody else gave it to me. I've done all this on my own. So who is David to ask of me? Can I say that's the biggest mistake you could ever ask for? That's the biggest mistake that you could ever ask for in your life this morning when God offers you the peace, uh, when God says, I'll help you, when God says, I'll change your life, when God says, I'll dig you out of that rut you're in, and you refuse and say, who is God? I'm a self-made man. I've done this. I've got what I've got on my own. Nobody helped me. God didn't help me. I've done all this all by myself. Can I tell you, God gave you everything that you got and God can take everything that you got. Amen. There's those who say, I don't need Jesus. I don't need the church. I don't need the Bible. I don't need that religious stuff. I don't need what they're offering. It's a big mistake you can make in your life this morning. You shake your fist in the message of God's peace to help you out. You say, I don't need it this morning. But I want to show you the mate of Nabal. It blows my mind 
how somebody this wicked, how somebody this evil, mean-spirited, to have such a wonderful wife. Blows my mind. I don't understand it. You've seen people who look like, look, just, you just don't go together. They just don't match. Something's wrong here. And this is what it is. You've got a mean man, a mean-spirited man, and the Bible said he's careless, he's hateful, he's rude. But then you got his wife. We call her beauty. And her name is Abigail. That means the father's joy. She's the joy of the father. Can you imagine how much worse this man's life would have been if it had not been for the light of Abigail being in his life? It's already a dark place. It's already a dark environment. But how much worse could this man's life be if Abigail had not been in his dark environment? But in spite of God putting her there, he doesn't appreciate it. He doesn't stop and say, Lord, thank you for putting the light in my life. Thank you for putting the joy of the Father in my life. Thank you for what you're giving me. He doesn't say that. Thank you for the sunshine that I have today. But he's totally unfaithful and ignorant to the fact that God has given him something so wonderful. You know what this is? This is a picture of the church. This is a picture of the church and the world this morning. The world turns around in its uh, wickedness and depravity and, and lifestyle. And they ride by this place. And look at yonder. Those people, what, what are they doing that for? Why do they do that? You ain't got to go to church on Sunday. You ain't got to go to church on Sunday night or Wednesday night. Why do they come to church all the time? I just don't understand them people. Can I say this place? The building's not the church. I understand that. Can I say this place is a little ray of sunshine in your life during the week time? Can I say this is a place when you get down and get a bit deprived and you get depressed and you don't, nobody don't understand you? This is a place that God can put a little light in you. This is the place of the Father's joy. You can come and say, God, I need help and God will meet you. He'll offer you the peace and help you in your life this morning. What a ray of sunshine in this world. And we need to be that in this dark environment of this world we have today. You think it's dark in this world today? Wait till the light is gone. <laughs> you wait till the light is gone and it's going to get dark in this place. The only thing that's keeping this world halfway sane is because God has given the light to this world. God has placed an Abigail in this world this morning. God has put the joy, Father's joy, right in the middle of the wicked environment that we live in today. And it is called the church. The church of the living God. We are shining the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And the world does not appreciate it. But they ought to thank God that there is a light they can turn to. Thank God for hope in a dark and cruel world that we live in today. Where would you be this morning in this wicked world if it weren't for a place that you come and say, God, I need help? Where would your life be at this morning if it had not been for an Abigail? Where would your life be at if it had not been for a church? Where would you be sitting at this morning? That's why when the doors are open, I've got to be in the house of God. I've got to get away from the darkness of this world. The darkness, boy, I tell you what. Y'all got TVs? We ought to start a TV pile and just pile them up and start burning them. There is so much ungodly stuff on TVs today. It gets depressing to watch and the stuff that goes on. It gets unmoving. I get, I get discouraged. I get depressed about it. I, I don't understand what's going on, why it's going on. But sometimes I just need to come to the house of God and just take a break from this cruel world. Get out of the darkness sometimes and get into the light. There's always a place where Abigail can show up. There's always a place where the light can show up in your life to give you encouragement this morning. Whereas the light is being shown, the Spirit of God shows up. Thank God for Abigail. Thank God for that. In this story, we'll call it Beauty and the Beast because Nabal is a beast. He's evil, wicked, hateful. Then he's got a wife that is a beautiful continence and wonderful understanding. And I want to look at her this morning. And this is a picture of you and I this morning. First of all, she had grit. I find this amazing that this woman lives in this kind of environment and she knows all about this man, how mean he is, how wicked he is, how ungodly, evil he is. And yet, in the midst of it, she keeps a good confidence about her. She keeps good understanding about her. She keeps a beauty about her. And all that's going on around her, she's still the father's joy. How is it possible with a man that is so wicked, so ungodly? You read this chapter and you'll find out that this woman has a deep walk with God. She calls on his name chapter, verse after verse. She calls on him over and over. I can see her walking into the temple of God. I can see her walking in the center of God. And she's trying to hide up the bruises. She's trying to hide up the stripes uh, that he had given to her the night before. Her eyes all messed up. Uh, and she's looking at her. And she just walks in the house of God. And all of a sudden, uh, they start singing. They start singing, God is good. God is good. His mercy endures forever and ever. And about that time, her hand raises up. Uh, she wants to 
praise God. She has tears coming down her eyes. What she went through the night before, but yet she's in the house of God, raising her hand, says, oh, let me testify just for a moment. I'm telling you, God has brought me up out of that horrible pit. I'm just thanking God for what he's done for me. I want to praise God. I want to give him the glory no matter what my environment is. Can I say that's the way the church ought to be today? We're living in a world out there that's wicked, ungodly, dark environment out there, and they need to see something that's shining in this world. They need to see an Abigail in this world, and they need to see somebody that says, I am a child of God. I'm going to give him praises no matter what comes my way. I'm going to give him honor no matter what comes my way. I don't care how much evil comes around me. I'm going to stand and praise God this morning. Amen. I can see this woman standing in that temple trying to cover up the, the scars that she had from the night before. But yet she's going to stand there and give God the glory. Give God the honor. She's going to serve the Lord and give God the glory whether Naboth does or not. She's going to serve God. Can I say this? You need to serve God whether the world does or not. You need to praise your hands and say, God, I thank you for what you've done in my life because the world is doing up and trying to tear you down. I tell you this, I don't understand. I've watched people come into the house of God and I know what they were going through. They were going through some dark times, dark places in their life. And I, I, I don't understand it. But yet they'll raise that hand. Tears will come down. And they just want to give God the glory. Give God the honor. And I know what they were going through. I know what they were facing. But yet God says, hey, in the midst of all your trials, in the midst of the darkness of this world, there is a shining light uh, that you need to get a hold of this morning. Amen. You can still give God the glory no matter what you're going through. Give him praise and give him honor. In the midst of Abigail's society, her husband is worshiping the devil and she's worshiping God. The world may be worshiping Satan, but thank God there's still a few Abigails that's raising their hands and praising God, thanking him for what he's done for them holding up that blood-stained banner and still worshiping our Savior in spirit and truth this morning. Thank God for those that have a little bit of grit in their life this morning. She didn't let her environment steal her joy. She didn't let the bad surrounding that she's living in derive or give her a bad spirit. You know, can I say this? Your, your, your surroundings is not always going to be peachy all the time. John 16, 33 says, There's th these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In this world you shall have tribulation. 
I don't understand why people think when they get saved, when they do get saved, uh, that everything's going to be a honky-dory. I don't understand. They think, well, uh, I come and get saved. My life is going to be great. Uh, everything's going to run great. I find out when I got saved, that's when my life really turned upside down. Your surroundings are not always going to be. If you serve God because everything's good in your life, you might as well go home. I got up this morning with an attitude. I, I didn't want to get out of bed. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, if you think that everything's going to be peachy in your life because you're a Christian, I'm sorry. There are those that gave their life. There were those that were burnt. There were those that fed to the lions, and yet they still served God. Yet in the midst of all what was going on in the world, they still raised their hands, and they praised God. We got so many weak back Christians today. It's pews too hard. It's too hot. It's too cold. Weak back Christians today. You, you wouldn't have made it back then. Amen. Praise God. He's worth worshiping. He's worth praising. He's worth shouting for. He's worth singing for. He's worth living for. Thank God there's Abigails in the world this morning. Look, can I say the church has been lied on? Church has been persecuted. It's been kicked down, pushed around, beaten down. And yet, she's still beautiful. Yet, she's still beautiful. Everybody comes and wants to say, hey, why do you do that? Church ain't nothing, everything. He's been lied and persecuted about and been dragged to the mud, but she's still beautiful. Amen. Even in the world that we live in, all this evil environment, the dark environment that we live in, the church is still beautiful this morning. She's got some grit. And we need to get a hold of some grit ourselves this morning. I'm going to serve God. <laughs> I just made my mind up. I'm just going to serve God whether you do or don't. I'm just going with him. He's done so much for me. He's given me so much, more than I deserve, but I just think I'll serve God. Get some grit. I'm going to serve God. Even when the world says you're not supposed to, even the world tries to take your word from me, when the world tries to crucify you, I'm still going to serve God. She's got some grit. And I say this, she's got some grace. Notice what David has planned for the entire house of Nabal. And this includes Abigail. Verse 21. Now David has said, Surely in vain have I kept all that this fellow had in this wilderness. Remember I told you, they walk, they're watching over his stuff. So that nothing was amiss out of all that pertain unto him. And he hath required me evil for good. So and more also do God unto the enemies of David. If I leave all that pertaineth to him by the morning lights. And any pisseth upon the wall. 
David said, I'm going to kill everybody in that house. Everybody that's hooked up with Nabal. Everybody that's around Nabal. I'm just going to kill them. But one woman heard of a judgment. (laughs) Judgment of the king. That's about to fall in that her little world. It was coming down. Judgment was on its way. Her house was about ready to go under. Her environment was about to ready to go under. And she wants some grace. I, I don't want to go down with the rest of them. I don't want to be hooked up with the rest of them. I want grace in verse 23. And when Abigail saw David, she hastened and lit off her ass and fell before David. I love that. Fell before David on her face and bowed herself. Can I say this? It's a good place when you decide you want to bow down before the king. When you decide that you're going to get off your high horse and come and bow down to the king and ask God, I need some grace in my life. I've done this. I've been up and down. I've been all around. I need some grace in my life. It's a wonderful place to get on your knees and bow down and ask God for some grace. She fell on her ground, fell out at his feet and said, Upon me. Let this iniquity be. She said, hey, (laughs) I've got a mean, wicked husband. I know how wicked he is. I know how evil he is. But I don't want nothing to happen to them. I'll take it. I'll take it. Man, that that right there, that right there ought to just say, whoo, (laughs) I know one. They went to the cross of Calvary. I know how wicked they are. I know how mean they are. I know how cruel they are. But I'll take the place for them. Put it on me. Put it all on me. I'll take it. Amen. She said, David, I'll take it. I'll take all it on him. She falls on her face and says, I am a sinner, king. She asked for forgiveness in verse 28. I pray thee, forgive the trespasses of thy handmaiden. She said, King, forgive me. I'm ungodly living up there in that house of this man. She's asking for grace from the king, she said. For the Lord will certainly make my Lord's a sure house. Because my Lord... Frighten the battle of the Lord. Evil have not been found in thy all the way. She says, I can find nothing wrong with the king. Can I say I find nothing wrong with my king? I know the world wants to shout him down. I know the world says he's not real. I can find nothing wrong with my king this morning. Amen. This is how she ends her talk with the king in verse 31. That this shall be no grief unto thee, nor offense of heart unto my Lord. Either thou shalt blood of the causeless, or that the, my Lord hath avenged himself. But when the Lord shall have dealt, have dealt well with my Lord, remember, remember thy handmaiden. 
He said, preacher, that don't work. You don't get grace that way from the king. Just because she admits that she's wicked, undone, they ask for forgiveness. They admitted to the king that he is pure and holy. Then she said, remember me? Nobody gets grace that way. I read where a man was on a cross. He said, we surely get him from deeds we've done. We, we, we received this. Yeah. Then he looked over to the man and said, this man has done nothing amiss. He, he, he's nothing. He, he's faultless. Nothing done with him. Then he said, remember me. Yeah. When that come into that kingdom. Yes. He found grace. Can I say this morning, all you got to do is come and say, Lord, remember me. Remember me. I'm wicked and undone. I need some grace. Uh, just come remember me this morning. Watch what David said in verse 35. So David received of her hand of which she had brought him and said unto her, Go in peace to thine house. See, I have hearkened to thy voice and have accepted thy person. God is so good. She got accepted of the beloved. Why? Because she asked for grace. She asked for mercy because she got forgiveness. I remember the day when I was in the house of Nabal. I was hooked up with the wrong things. I was hooked up with the world. Living in a dark environment. I heard about the judgment that was coming. I heard about the king was on his way. And I asked for forgiveness. And I ran to the king of glory and accepted him. And, and he accepted me and his family. I'm no longer an outcast. I'm no longer a stranger. I'm no longer a beast in the sight of our king. But I'm beautiful to him this morning. Accepting in the family this morning. Everything that happened to Abigail happened to me. <laughs> when I met the king. We see she had grit. We see she had, she had some grace. Abigail asked the king to have grace on Nabal. When the one that caused her torment, she said, I, I have met the king. Can I? Oh, man. He said, why in the world was she asked for grace for Nabal, the one who treated her so bad, the drunkard, the evil man, man-minded, son of David, the son of the Satan? Why would she ask grace for him? Because she met the king. Can I tell you this? When you meet the king and get right with the king, you want to share it. You, you're no longer mad at that evil one. You're no longer mad at those that you didn't like. You don't get saved and ask God forgiveness. Get up and say, I still hate them. I don't like you. No. 
said, Lord, have grace on them, peace and mercy on them too. I, I want them to get what I've got. They need what I've got. That's why we go and tell people about Jesus. That's why we go out and witness. That's why the knock on doors. That's why you hand out tracts. Because you want people to know who you know. Amen. Lord, Lord, King, I want grace on him. And can I say this? If he changed your life, he can change your life. He can make a difference in your life. He can make a difference in their life this morning. God will give mercy. God will give grace. When you get grace from the king, you want everybody else to experience the grace that God has given you. Can I say this and I'm done? She got gone. <laughs> I love this. Verse 39. And when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord that have pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and have kept his servants from evil. For the Lord hath returned the wickedness of Nabal upon his own head, and David sent in commune with Abigail to take her him to wife. She's gone to get out of this. She's going to get out of this dark environment that she was in. And when the servants of David came to Abigail, to, to Carmel, they spake unto her, saying, David sent us unto thee to take thee to be a wife. And she arose and bowed herself to the face of the earth and said, Behold, let thy handmaid be servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. And Abigail hasted and rose and rode upon the ass and five damsels to hers. And they went after the, her, and she went and she messenger of David and became his wife. Can I say this? She kept on smiling in the midst of the environment that she was living in. The king came and took her out of here. Yeah, yeah, y'all didn't get this. You ain't getting this. She's living in a horrible place. Meanness everywhere around her, evil around her, being abused, being mistreated, being cussed at, being pointed at, being persecuted. But she kept on smiling. She kept on shining. She kept on praising God. And then one day, the king took her out of that mess. She's a church. She's a church. She's a church. You're the church. I'm telling you, we may be persecuted. We may be thrown at and ridiculed and cussed at and trying to get rid of. But I'm telling you, you just keep on smiling. You keep on praising God. You keep giving him the honor. And one day, one day, he's going to say, come on home with me. Mm. Woo. Yes. Come with me. I'm going to be smiling all the way. I'm going to be saying, hey, thank you, God. We ought to praise him and say, hey, Lord, I know I'm living in a wicked world. I know they're trying to get rid of us. They're cursing us. They're trying to, to, to uh, slay us and trying to get rid of us. But I'm just going to keep smiling because I know one day, one day the king's going to say, 
Come on home. Come on home. You've been through enough. The world ain't got no control over you no more. After he heard that Nabal in his house was dead, <laughs> he came. There's going to be a day this world's going to be burnt with fever and heat. It's going to be destroyed and the king's going to take us out of here. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be lifted up and I'm going to be gone. But until then, be an Abigail. Put a smile on your face. Even in the world's throwing things at you, put a smile on your face. Be a little light in somebody's life. Put a smile on your face. Knowing deep inside, one day I'm leaving. I'm leaving. This is not my home. This is not where I belong. I'm a stranger, and one day I'm going to make it to my home, my mansion in the sky. And he's going to say, welcome thou good and faithful. Welcome thou good and faithful. Come on home. Come on home. Be an Abigail this morning. Let your light shine. Let your light shine this morning. Amen.